0: For God to do something big through you, first, he wants to do something big in you. So for God to do something big through you, first, he wants to do something big in you. One more time. And just to make sure it sticks, what I want you to do, I don't care if it's awkward, I want you to turn to the person next to you, and I want you to say, for God to do something big through you, first he wants to do something big in you. So turn to your neighbor right now and just say that. We need to say that to each other. Go ahead, do it. I know. Yeah. Doesn't seem cultish at all. Yeah, the murmurs. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. I also believe that for God to do something big through Pack City Church, first God wants to do something big in Pack City Church. But hear me and hear me well. The two things I just said are connected. About the church side, but also in the you side, okay? So hear me and hear me now. I'm going to give you a tongue twister and please bear with me while I try to say this out loud in a in a way in front of thousands if not dozens of people. It's For God to do something big through our church, first he wants to do something big in our church. But in order for God to do something big in our church, God wants to do something big through you. But in order for that to happen, God needs to do something big in you. How'd I do? Does that make sense? Wow, it's all connected. And what I'm saying is that big vision, global impact, big dreams... Seeing the lives around you transformed, like actually transformed. Seeing God's big cosmic rescue plan start to take form in our city. It actually, believes, actually means that we start believing that God wants to start by doing something in us. Now I'm going to challenge you uh, to let God do something big in you this fall. Uh, at the end of this time, uh, in in the next, uh, I'll probably wrap up in the next two hours. Uh, I'm going to ask, every, I'm going to ask every one of you, every single person, every one of you, to ask God to do something big in you this fall. Understand that God would do something big in you. I mean, and if God isn't doing something big in us, why are we here? We got dressed, we showered, we showed up. Like we want God do something. I'm sitting in a weird school, and it's cloudy. God, please do something in me. And we're gonna, I'm going to ask you to ask God that at the end of this time together. I'm going to ask God to give you one thing that God would bring to mind, one thing, one impression that, you, that he might be leading you in. You might write that down at the end of our time together, something he wants to do in you. And my hunch is you probably already know what that one thing is. Your mind is starting to spin You know where you'd like to see God work in you and through you in 2023 and 2024. It might have something to do with your relationships, your closest relationships. It might have something to do with your family. It might have something to do with work around your finances. It might be around your emotional or physical well-being. It might be this brand new place that you believe that God wants to take you spiritually uh, and in community. Or maybe it has something to do with where and how you serve God. Or how you contribute to God's big mission. I'm telling you, in order for God to do something big through you, first he wants to do something big in you. You got it? Um, As I study the Bible and the mission of Jesus, I believe this is exactly the kind of church that Jesus envisioned. It's one where something starts in you and it begins to work out through you and to change others. And Jesus, at the end of his earthly ministry, he's with the 11 disciples. They lost one along the way. He's with the 11 disciples, and he's about to leave them, and he's about to return to heaven. Okay, so he's with the 11. They're asking him questions. They're like, you rose from the dead. This is wild. They're talking. They're going back and forth. And right before he leaves, right before he leaves them from his earthly body, he says this to them. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Local, then regional, then national, then global. Each location that Jesus gives to these 11 disciples just standing there, is further and further out from home. Not only were these 11 disciples going to be a sign of Jesus' kingdom coming in power, but in their local city, but also for the whole world. For God to do something big through these 11 disciples, first, we see that God wanted to do something big in them. The thing that He wanted to do through them was that He was going to use them to be witnesses. For the whole planet. But first, we see, look at the verse. The first, the big thing that he did in them was that he gave him, he gave them his spirit to live inside of them. And the disciples, if you were there and you were a disciple, you must have been thinking, what are you talking about? There's only 11 of us. How can this possibly be that we are going to be the ones who are going to carry this message throughout the whole world? But eventually, we see that this did come true. Jesus was right. He gave them his spirit. It was something that started in them. And that eventually turned the world upside down. 2,000 years later, Christianity is still the fastest growing religion on the planet. Even when you include birth rates people born into other religions and birth rates. People are coming to Christ as adults faster than people can make new babies in non-Christian countries, or predominantly non-Christian countries. There are more people today than ever before who work around the clock, year-round, looking to help contextualize, help the gospel to make sense to every tribe, tongue, and nation than any other faiths combined. There are more Christians worldwide today than there have ever been before. It turns out when Jesus was talking to the 11, he was right. It's going to start with you 11, and it's going to be phenomenal. Hundreds, if not thousands of years later, people are going to be, everywhere are going to be talking about how it started right here. And then it turns out Jesus is right. His followers set the tone and became witnesses to the known earth. We don't know if they thought the earth was round or flat, but to the known earth, okay? I think it's round, okay? it's Just to be clear, I don't want to, okay. No one got the joke, I'll keep going. So, (laughs) this is not a flat earther group. Okay, so, today, today, you and me, we are all descendants of these 11 disciples. That is your spiritual family tree, All disciples everywhere who follow Jesus, who call on the name of Jesus, who work on behalf of the name of Jesus, all disciples everywhere can be traced back to these 11. And it all started with God doing something in them. He gave them his spirit and it formed them and changed them so that he he could do something through them. And what we get to do, you and I, That's what happened with the disciples. What we get to do is this. God's Spirit wants to do something in you. Just like the Holy Spirit came and lived and dwelled inside the disciples, so too does God's Holy Spirit want to do something in you. He wants to transform your identity. He wants to work with the community, the Christian community that you're in, to help shape you to become healthier people. And God's Spirit wants to speak in you about your destiny. You have been predestined for good things. God wants to do good things through you, that, you uh, that are actually bigger than you can probably handle right now. But he wants to do them through you. You are perfectly designed with God's spirit to do more and to be more. And here's what happens. When God's Spirit does these things in you, things are going to start to change in your life. Because you're going to start to see different things start to happen through you. There's going to be a growing sense that things are changing around you. People are going to respond to you differently. Not, be, not because of anything that you've done, but because of what's happened in you By the power of the Holy Spirit. The people in your life won't just see you, problems and all, issues and all, warts and all, how you failed them to show up to the thing at the thing. They're not going to see you, but they're going to start to see the living God in you. People are going to see in you that God is real. That God loves you and that God loves them. That God loves every single person on earth more than they could ever be loved by another human being. And and when you do that, God's love, when it works its way out in you, you see, and they begin to see, that God loves the people you know and love. But also, God loves the people you know and you don't love. And God also loves the people that you don't know and you don't love. And through you, they can learn to step into their destiny because their identity and a new community because of what God has done in you. That's exactly what God wants to do through us. It actually starts in you. You've got to live the brand. I've got to live the brand. We have to invite God's spirit to do something in us first if we're going to make a difference and have God do something through us. Okay? Let me give you an illustration. It's kind of like a woman who finds out that she's expecting a child. The first thing she does, the first thing she does, is she starts focusing on her own health. She starts taking even better care of herself. She stops smoking. (laughs) She stops drinking. She cuts back on Skull tobacco. And she starts to watch what she eats. Why? Because you know that your own health will determine the health of the baby. If we're going to see God do something in others around us, you and I have to become healthy people first. Am I being clear? Okay, as we step into the fall, people are going to be wandering in here. It would be nice if we were all moving towards health together. I'm not claiming you're not healthy. I'm just saying we all have to work towards that together. We need to be a healthy church. So what does it mean to be a healthy church? Well, it starts with more and maturing 3C Christ followers. Well, what's a 3C Christ follower? Well, here's what we believe as a church community, the leadership team and myself, this is what we believe God wants to do in you. The 3Cs, what are they? Celebrate, connect, and contribute. What do we mean by celebrate? Celebrate the focus here is our relationship with God. It's when we come together on Sunday mornings, and Sunday uh, Sunday mornings at ten a.m. sharp, and to hear God's word. We devote ourselves to God's word and God's teaching, and we worship together because there is something powerful. God's word, the scriptures say, there is something powerful. When people come together, when three or two or three or more are gathered in the name of Jesus, God's spirit dwells among them and something powerful happens. We are shaped by that. Also, it stands as a sign, a witness, and a foretaste of God's kingdom that people would do something as crazy as gather and sing songs at a wall and hear someone talk at them. There's something that is, seems like elephants can't fly in that, that God uses We celebrate. One of the ways we determine someone's growing in their relationship with Jesus is their desire to celebrate with the church, the gathered church. Connect. What does connect mean? Well, the focus connect is growing our relationships with others. We measure this by how many people who call Pacific City Church, their church home, are in regular community outside of the Sunday service. One of those options is community groups. And then contribute, contribute the focus here is growing our relationship with those in the community who are trying to find their way back to God. And we measure this with participation through serving in ways that advance the mission of Jesus that's how we describe a healthy maturing and growing Christ follower now for God to do something in a uh, through us he needs to do something in us uh, which I just mentioned the second thing that he needs to do in us we not, need not only to be healthy but we also need to be generous need to be generous let me give you an illustration When a young family starts to plan to have children, when a young family starts to practice to have children, they adjust their budget. In the same way in our church family, we are growing and adjusting our budget. Our vision for the next 12 months is that we would not only build sustainability for our congregation, but we would be able to dream bigger of all that God wants to do in God's kingdom outside of our church. Now let me be honest with you. We don't need to be a really big church to have a really big impact. God can use a handful of people to turn the world upside down. As we see from the disciples' example, Like we have everything we need here to turn the world upside down. But that really begins with big vision, big faith, and a big desire to chase down and pursue and develop and steward generosity in our church, healthy generosity. And some of the things on our heart that generosity will require over the next couple years are things like we were going to join up with other churches to see where God may be trying to start new churches and new congregations around Los Angeles. Like, we're happy with this, and we want to, we want to see more and more people find their way life, into life, back with, life with God. But, like, at the same time, God might be stirring and doing something in different neighborhoods in Los Angeles where he wants to start new congregations. And we want to be ready and prepared to bless and encourage, and sometimes that requires generosity, Another thing that God may be putting on our heart, not sure yet, but he might be, is to start working with new church planning residents to work with us, to help them as they start brand new churches. We're also open to what God might be stirring in you over the next year. What if some of you began to get stirred up to start a community ministry that helps folks out of addictions? Or maybe some of you would... Be stirred up to start a ministry that helps people to find really great friends? Or what if some of you would start to work for clean water with organizations uh, like World Vision or start a new church in a different country with organizations like Compassion? But in order for us to be a generous church, we need to be generous. God has to do something in you, and God has to do something in me. We need to be people who give to the mission generously. So here's how you can apply this. If you consider, and this is really just a family discussion, if you're kind of new or just figuring out where you want to be in this church, it doesn't apply to you. Uh, so you can go uh, get some cookies, or you can stay. Uh, if you are if you're, consider Pack City or church home, and you're currently tithing, which is giving 10% of your income, uh, we want to say thank you. If you've also made an additional contribution to our sustainability fund, we want to say thank you for that. For some of you who are currently in the tithing and the sustainability giving rhythm, I I want to say that there might be an opportunity for you. Uh, And that opportunity is this. What if God wanted to use you to create sustainability beyond your own personal giving? And what do I mean by that? There's some people in the world that are good at developing relationships with people that are outside the church, that have a knack for saying, like, you should contribute to this community with a cause. Some of you are, are good at that. You have a knack, you find your place, yourself in places where you're able to say, hey, have you considered giving to, to my church? Or my church has this special offering or this special thing that we're doing over Christmas. Have you considered giving it? Some of you have that special gift. And it's usually developed uh, by your own personal generosity. You've already been generous and God wants to bless you and give you opportunities to help encourage others to be generous. And my thought is, for those of you that are currently participating in that, that God may be leading some of you to participate with us in that. And if that's you, I encourage you to come find me after the service. And I want to talk to you about God, what, what God might be stirring up in you Uh, how you might be able to work with some of our leadership team to develop generosity beyond yourself. Uh, that that would be a big thing. And also, if if you're new to the church, but you're considering this your church home, and you're not giving, we encourage you to give, because that will help us to be generous towards the mission of God, not just blessing this room, but blessing other churches and other opportunities where we see the kingdom working beyond our walls. It's not just about us. It's not just about our church. It's about what God's kingdom is doing in the city, and so we want to be ready, prepared for that. So we not only need to be healthy, we need to be Generous. The third thing we need to do is we need to be a multiplying church. Multiplying church. Now, I have this interesting role. Uh, I got to uh, uh, plant Pacific City Church twice now. We launched in 2018, grew, and then shut down pandemic. Now we're restarting it, right? So I got to do that. That's great. That's one job. The other thing that I do is I work with Multiply Vineyard. Multiply Vineyard works on the national level with the Vineyard uh, Vineyard Association, Vineyard Group of Churches. And Multiply Vineyard is the church planting arm of that. And because of that role, the team and I at Multiply Vineyard, we get to work with hundreds of churches across the country. Hundreds of churches. And here's what my observation is based on what I've seen. The churches across our movement, that multiply new churches, that find ways to extend God's kingdom in worshiping community capacities in different communities. Those types of churches, that multiply new churches, always started, always started, by multiplying individuals. And get this, before they ever multiplied big, they knew how to multiply small. They multiplied leaders at home. They multiplied Artists at home. They multiplied people that threw really good parties and showed other people how to throw really good parties at home. One of our key objectives this year is this We believe that we are being called to develop you. The mission is you. And as we partner to uncover and identify, to connect you with the community, uh, with a cause, to help you step into your destiny. We will also be looking to develop intentional mentorship and apprentice relationships that develop people into leaders and leadership residents who can step even further into all that God has for them. Now, this might not be for everybody. And if you're sitting here and you're like, oh, I'm too busy and that's not me, that's okay. It doesn't have to be you. But this will likely be some of you. And it's likely going to be some people who aren't even in this room yet. God may, lead, God may and has always led other, some people into more, not just coming and showing up, but he's led them into more. And some of these leaders that we begin to apprentice and develop over the next 12 months, they may go on to lead different ministries. They may go on to start new ministries in this church. They may go on to start ministries that have nothing to do with the actual organization of this church. Some of the leaders that we will develop over the next couple of years may go on to lead churches across the vineyard or they might lead churches uh, in this area or they might even be the future leader of this church. We don't know. And some of those folks that we will develop will go on to start new churches, to plant new churches. And we're not alone in this. This is not just our little group. What we have is we are connected to the Vineyard family of churches. We have the full backing and support of Vineyard churches or across the country, the Vineyard movement, to train and disciple and apprentice new leaders. Um, also, we're working with the Vineyard on the national level, which can place people who want to uh, be raised up as leaders and identified as apprentices. We can place those people in environments. Where they can learn new and exciting things, and so what that does is it gives people who are in our resident kind of leadership development, it gives them access to opportunities not only uh, not only here in the area, but also regionally and nationally. Which means even though we're a small church, we're fully equipped to help residents and apprentice leaders work out what God's doing in them here. But it has like actual national, um, uh, actual national ramifications in a positive way that allows them to step into their destiny so as i said from the outset in order for god to do something through us god wants to do something in us so here's what's going to be required of you and me Um, we need to be 3c christ followers Uh, and that 3c christ following thing that i mentioned that is not the goal that has to become the norm for us So here's a few ways, practical ways. I'm inviting you to practice this with us this year. Uh, First is celebrating with us on Sundays. This is a powerful way for you to be shaped. And so if you consider Pack City your church home, and you're in town, and you're not traveling, I encourage you to be here at 9.55 a.m., And the reason I'm saying 9.55 a.m. is because there's something about when the people of God show up with a level of expectation, expecting that God is going to do something in the room, that actually shapes you. It's for you. Also, 9.55 a.m. is good when people who show up randomly to our church, who are trying to find their way back to God, they are always on time. They're always actually a few minutes early, and they come in, and wouldn't it be great if you were there with me expecting that God was going to do something in the room? That's good for us as a community. It's not just, you know, so I feel better, which it would make me feel better, but, you know, it is good for our community because it shapes you. You're building into your schedule, your life, an expectation that the living God of the universe can do anything in an hour's time. So, uh, in September, we're asking you to start coming, 9.55, we'll start at 10. Celebrate with us every Sunday that you're in town. That's going to be good for you. Now, just to give you a heads up, here's where we're headed on Sunday mornings for celebration. We're going to have great worship. Uh, we're going to have pretty good announcements. In fact, I think we're going uh, to be training some new MCs, apprenticing some new MCs. So, if that's of interest to you, uh, come talk to me. Um, but we already have our list of who it is, so I'm probably going to come talk to you anyway. But um, here's a preview of where we're heading. Starting on September 24th, we're going to be doing a new series called Hero. And this entire series is based on the idea of the hero's journey. And maybe you've heard of the hero's journey. And there's something about not just uh, being the hero of our own story, but it's about being the guide. And what we see from the scriptures is that we are called to be hero makers. Not always we're called to be Luke Skywalker. Many times we're called to be Obi-Wan. Every hero needs a guide. And so how do you and I become hero makers of the people in our lives, in our community, the people in our church? We're going to teach five powerful ways of helping people to become heroes. So what you can call out of them and what you can bring out of them, it's actually going to make you a better person and a better leader. Um, and that's, so that's, that's the one series. That'll be for about five weeks. Then starting on October 29th, we're going to do a three-part series called Created for Community. Now, the title gives it away. We have been created for community. And the whole idea is that Jesus invites us into community and relationships so that we can grow, that we can be better. So we're going to make the case for the community, and it's going to give people an opportunity to step into one of uh, of our opportunities that happen outside of Sunday uh, morning. We believe that this uh, will make a big impact in people as they pursue Jesus' mission for their, for their life and for others, and then after this series, we're going to have a couple of weeks where things are, um, you know, we just have some, have some things. So first, we're going to do a, uh, a series. Uh, well, not a series, just a single Sunday uh, about gratitude. Uh, this is in line with Thanksgiving. If you're kind of following where I'm headed, uh, you know, how do, how do you express your thankfulness and gratitude to people? Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about that. And then we're going to do something called Be Rich, uh, which is a one-week discussion on how we can be rich in love and good deeds uh, towards others and with our finances. And then in December, we will have an Advent series. Our Advent series is called Making Room. Making Room. And Making Room in Advent is an invitation away from the chaos that some of us are going to experience into a place where God is at work. And just like he was at work during the first Christmas, God is actively at work right now in you and me and in our community. And so the encouragement and the challenge for us in this series is, will we make room for him? Will we make room for God? Now, that was celebrate. Let's talk just briefly about connect. Uh, there's two ways for you to connect this fall. Connect with our leadership team personally and connect into a, a community group. We're launching two things this fall. We're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to be having a personal conversation with every single person in this church about how we can help you grow in your walk with God. Some of those conversations will result in intentional discipleship and apprenticeship and investment in you, so be ready for that. Now, while all that is going on in the background with our leadership team reaching out to you to support those efforts, we're also launching a single community group. We're launching a single community group that will pretty much meet every week this fall, starting September 14th. And so you can come hear about the vision of that on the vision night, which is September 14th. Um, and here's, the vision is simple. Our vision is that we want to help you grow in your relationship with God. And we want you to grow in your relationship with other people at Pac City. And we want to, on a regular basis, invite God to speak to you in ways that are going to actually shape you, to shape you for your destiny. And what we believe is that hearing from God and growing in your relationship with other people best happens in groups like this. Okay? Why? Because we believe that circles are better for ro- circles are better than rows when it comes to building community. And the format is simple. There's going to be a few snacks. We're going to have a few announcements. Uh, we're going to open God's word and there's going to be discussion. So it'll be discussion led with the group. Uh, and then we're going to pray for each, uh, each other. Each meeting is going to be approximately an hour and a half. And here's the key detail. This is an open group. It's open to anybody, and it's open if you can be there and if you want to be there. Like, we're not forcing people to come to this group. Like, if you don't want to be there, don't come, right? We want to be there with people who want to press in. And so we're going to be, like I said, the leadership team and I, we're going to make every effort to be there every Thursday with the exception of Thanksgiving, Uh, you know, I mean, we're not psychos, but like, we want to be there every week as much as we can, all the way up through December. So if you're in town and you're around, we'll have mechanisms for continuing to reach out and make sure you can make it And if you can. uh, But we'd love to see you there. Uh, But regardless if you can come to all of them, don't feel pressure there. The point is is we're going to press in every week and see what God has for us. Now, like I said, I believe that God wants to do something big through us. But first, he wants to do something big in us. And it all starts this month. So um, we're going to do another part of the vision series next week. The following week, we're going to be taking a field trip to meet with uh, the West Side Vineyard, which will be fun, which will be fun, right? It's going to be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm going. And then, um, and then we'll, we'll, like, hop into that hero series. But before we get going, um, we use these. And so I'm going to take one. Can you, get, can you start just uh, dispersing them like loaves and fishes? Watch them multiply across the room. Uh, one of the things that we do here is sometimes we use these interest follow-up cards. And the reason we use these is, like, we want to know how we can best help you. And so as I'm wrapping up here, I just want to give this to you to uh, to start filling out. Um, and if you're a regular here, uh, we'd love for you to fill it out as well. And basically there's a few things. Um, we're gonna, We're coming for you anyway with the one-on-one meetings, but if you want to get out ahead of it, Uh, and say, yes, I'd like to meet with a leader, you can do that. I'm um, interested in the community group. That would be good to know. Um, I'd like to learn about service opportunities. Like, if you want to, like, hey, I've got some some gills, like a fish. I've got some skills. I've got some uh, gifts and talents that I want to use here at the church. Uh, There's something you want to talk about there. Um, If you want info about joining on September 17th, which is the field trip to Westside, um, that would be, uh, you can mark that. And then the last one says, I'd like to be left alone. And that's totally cool. Uh, you can fill that out if you want. So uh, just continue to fill that out for a second. Uh, like I said, next week, we're going to be uh, hammering down another aspect of the vision. And the, my ask is this, will you join up with us to chase down God's vision for you and God's vision for our church? Why? Because in for God to do something big through you, first, God wants to do something big in you. And for God to do something big through our church, first, God needs to do something big in our church. I want to invite the band to come up and uh, to lead us through a closing song. Um, and as you're filling out that card, uh Maybe just kind of fold them in half and and uh, ruch Would you be able to like just see, Can you just raise your hand so everyone can see you? We you just like pass your card that way halfway over, you know. And um, as you're passing over those cards, why don't we? Um, why don't we all stand?